from AM and FM stations around the country. Welcome to the Small Business Administration award-winning School for Startups Radio, where we talk all things small business and entrepreneurship. Now, here is your host, the guy that believes anyone can be a successful entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is not about creativity, risk, or passion, Jim Beach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of School for Startups Radio. It is Thursday the 28th. I hope you're having a great week and are ready for the weekend and you deserve some relaxing. So let's go ahead and enjoy that. We got a fantastic show today. This is these are two really interesting entrepreneurial stories. Dr. Michael Garko is with us. He is a nutrition expert has built an entire career around nutrition. And so we ask him, how do you do that? How do you build a business and a brand? You are the brand about nutrition. So anyway, very excited to meet him. He also will be talking about Strauss Naturals, which is sponsoring part of our show. We want to introduce them. I don't think I've spoken about it yet. And so Michael will be talking about that. So I'm excited for you to meet Strauss Naturals as well. It's a company I'm just learning about. They're huge in Canada in the supplement space. And instead of having a, a product that you don't understand what the name of it is, they have a product that's for your kidney and one for your heart. And I just love the simplicity of that. We will talk about that with Dr. Garko. After that, Chuck Lebo will be with us. Boy, is this an interesting entrepreneur. He has built a business around solving problems as we all do, but what bucket do we put him in? He took one customer from 14,000 to 140,000 in revenue monthly. You'll hear the story. Startups Radio hopes you will reach out to us if you have any questions or comments, or if you need help with your business at any stage, from concepts to exit. Jim accepts all connections on LinkedIn. He tweets from at Entrepreneur Jim, and he responds to emails at james.beach at att.net. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. We are back, and again, thank you so much for being with us. Very excited to introduce my first guest. Please welcome Dr. Michael Garko. He is the founder and owner of NutriLogic Health and Wellness. It is a science and evidence-based practice focusing on nutritional health care and consulting. He's had a multifaceted career. He's also been in media, had a show called Let's Talk Nutrition for about a decade and a half, which was a nationally syndicated globally streamed health talk show. He is also working with uh, companies now and is their like scientific advisor. Well, I don't know the exact title. We'll learn more about that. And he of course works as a consultant working with corporations and jury trials and things like that. Dr. Garko, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to be with you and uh, to have this conversation. I'm excited to, to talk with you today. 
I am too. I want to learn about health and the business of health and all of that. How'd you get started? Why were you drawn to this profession as opposed to being a fireman? Ah, good question. Well, um, I always, even as a boy, had an interest in uh, one in t- from a nutrition perspective, food. I mean, I grew up in a multi-ethnic family. My parents were immigrants, so there was all kinds of different food in the house. So I was curious about foods. That, that little did I know at that time that somewhere along the way I would become a nutritionist. But and through my, you know, you go through life and I uh, was a professor for quite a while. I got my PhD in communication theory and research. And uh, my master's is in uh, communication and, ling- and linguistics. So I have a background in, in human communication and I had great professors. And then with my PhD, my program of studies was really more towards quantitative research. And I also qualitative research. So I, when I finished my degree and was awarded my degree, uh, I just started doing research and was a professor and was teaching, taught at Florida State, University of South Florida, and some other schools. And then along the way, too, um, I said, well, you know, I like consulting. I became a corporate communication consultant. And then I realized I could take my skill set and apply it to a legal setting and became a trial and jury consultant, have my own uh, consulting company called Trial Strategies, Inc. And what trial and jury consulting is kind of interesting in that you use the you, it's, it's an art and a science. And I could use all my training in research and apply it doing focus groups, mock trials, public opinion surveys. And I worked on some high profile cases. And then as fate would have it, uh, one day, um, true story, I, used to, I go to the movie, I used to go to the movies every Saturday. And so I went to the theater and I went to buy the ticket and the movie already started. I had the time wrong. So I had to go into Starbucks and wait. And I was sitting there reading and one of my former students walked in. Hey, Dr. Garko, how are you doing? And I'm fine. He was with his wife and his two kids. He said, look, I know you have an interest in health and and supplements and all that kind of stuff. He said, I have to do a radio show. He owned a, a, a chain of vitamin stores here in the Tampa Bay area. He said, I got to go on the sports talk radio station and do a show. I can't do it. Would you sit in for me? I said, sure, I'll be happy to do that. I've never done that before. So I went on. I was supposed to be on for 15 minutes. I ended up being on there for an hour. A week later, he approached me with his partner, and they asked me if I would be interested in doing a health talk show. And I would be a co-host. And they said, and I, and I was in the middle of a murder case at the time, working on a murder case. And uh, I said, I'm pretty busy. Oh, you doc, you can do this. You know, we'll have a co-host. Not to worry. Long story short, three months in, they fired the co-host and asked me if I could do You're the doing show. Everything right. <laughs> and that, now I'm producing and hosting it. And we were on at Tuesdays and Thursdays at two o'clock in the afternoon. And there's a metric in radio called cumulative persons listening and i would joke i said well my mother and her lady friend are listening (laughs) so we built that show and for 15 and a half years we ended up uh, for quite a long time five days a week two hours live prime time 500 cities across the u.s coast to coast and we streamed it i had uh, some smart people working with me we streamed it out and the show was being aired and viewed all over the world, five days a week. It was a fabulous 
uh, and a privilege, I should say. It was it really was a fabulous privilege to do that. When COVID hit, they sold the company and they sold it all. So um, you have to retool. So now I'm on the other side of the microphone. I'm consult. You know, I work for as a consultant for supplement companies. And I represent them on radio and TV. I'm on radio and TV on nearly every day now. So, but I've always had an interest in health, Jim, even as a boy, uh, took care of myself, loved to, loved to work out, always moving, uh, always took care of myself. And it stayed with me my whole life. And I was always interested in nutrition and food. I had my PhD already and my master's degree and two bachelor's degrees. I went back and got a master's from the University of Bridgeport certified, you know, that's a cert, that's a, you know, a certified degree uh, from that university. Uh, it's not some you know bogus online certificate. <laughs> it took it. It took me. Uh, it took me uh, three years to uh, get that degree. I had to do it, you know, while working in that. But I got my nutrition degree, and so now I have my nutrition practice, and I'm working on a CNS certification, certified nutrition specialist uh, certification. And, uh, you know, and I just keep going forward, trying to find my way. And I just love doing health, wellness and well-being for people in my private practice, as well as when I go on radio and TV. Uh, it's just funny how you, you know, you plan one thing in your life and you end up doing so many other things. And by the way, uh, I was a professional musician. I started playing when I was a young boy and I did that with the music school, too. And then I decided to do other things in my life. So I, my students would always ask me, Dr. Garko, how did you do all these different things? How did you plan that out? I said, I didn't. I just followed my heart. I said, always do something you love to do. They always say, what should I do? What should I do? You did all these things. How did you plan that? I said, I didn't plan it. It just, one thing happened, led me to the next and to the other. And I believed in myself and followed my heart and did what I loved to do. And that's where I, I find myself here now talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you have a passion for that. I have so many follow-up questions. Let me ask about passion, though. The last thing that you mentioned, one of the thesis points on the show here is that anyone can go be an entrepreneur and you don't have to have a passion. You just have to like it a little bit more than working for the guy. And mm -hmm. that passion is awesome, but Maybe not all of us are going to be lucky enough to be passionate about our uh, vocation and how we actually make money, but it's still better than working for the guy. And maybe you can be passionate for the freedom, the opportunity, the wear what you want, work what you want, mm -hmm. mess of life. What are your thoughts on that? So it's passion in conjunction. Yeah, I mean, Someone could take a very functional perspective to their work, to their work life and say, you know, I like, I, I like this job. I don't love it, but it pays good money and you know, I can support my family. I can go where I want, do what I want. Functionally, they'll, they'll, that motivates them. It's a plus if you have passion for what you do. There is real serious research that shows that people who wake up every day and have a passion and have a purpose and a passion for something that they like to do. They tend to live longer and have better quality of life and are successful. Uh, you can get by being very functional 
uh, you know, it's a job. It pays well. It's okay. Um, but I like to do other things. That's okay. If you can, if that works for you, great. If you can succeed at that, wonderful. If you also have passion for what you're doing, then uh, I think that really is a plus. I, you know, when you look at entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that I have worked with and for as a consultant, um, usually they love what they're doing. And that's why they got into it. It's not just to make money. They just love doing what they're doing. Once in a while, you find an entrepreneur who's just in it for the money. And, you know, they don't necessarily love it all that much. It's not that hard for them. And they, and they can get by with that. I choose not to go down that road. And you've mentioned research a couple of times. How can we at this advanced stage not know some of the basic answers? You know, how can things still be debated? For example, how to lose weight or, mm -hmm. you know, some of these basics. I go to the doctor and they don't know sometimes. They're clueless. Sometimes. How can mm -hmm. we be like that? with smart people like you going out and doing research and billions of well, dollars spent? Well, that's it. That's an interesting question. You know, knowledge is cumulative and all that, you know, much that what we know at the current in, the, in our current moment in our life in this world is a function of things that went on 2,500 years ago in Greece and Rome with the philosophers and the scientists who laid the foundation for Western civilization and brought us forward. We hit the 20th century and we had, a, we, had a, we had the industrial revolution, then we had a technological revolution. And it really changed, you know, as the Gutenberg press changed, every, it was a game changer, so was the internet. And so has science uh, been a game changer. But science is not perfect. Science is practiced by scientists who are humans. And they make mistakes just like everybody else. <clears throat> and we have differences, different theories, <clears throat> different explanations, uh, theories and explanation as to why something works and why it doesn't work. And we all have opinions. Having an opinion is one thing. Having an informed opinion based on science and data. I always say to my students, show me the data. Show me the data. Your opinion is fine, but where are the data to support what you're doing? For entrepreneurs... One of the best things they can do is to get in touch with the idea of researching, finding out what the studies and the science say about their business, about some decision they want to make, whether it's in marketing or finance or whatever it might be. It, you, can you can have a strong opinion about something like that, but is it an informed opinion? Do you know all of the facts? Um, Facts are what they are. There are no alternative facts. A fact, an alternative fact is a falsehood. A, you know, gravity is what gravity is. There is, no, there is no alternative explanation or fact to gravity. So my opinion is that, yeah, as much as we know, uh, there's still so much to learn. I remember when I was in Catholic school, Jim, uh, the nuns used to write on my papers and on my report card. I remember it vividly. I can still see that beautiful handwriting. Room for improvement. <laughs> and that's sort of my motto. As much as I think I know, I, I, you know I'm always humbled and uh, I keep learning more. I was just doing a radio show yesterday and the interviewer asked me a question 
to which I did not know the answer. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure. When you invite me back, I'll give you the answer. So, you know, the, the people argue back and forth about different things and people are entitled to their opinion. But sooner or later, as an entrepreneur, you have a business to run and you got to make good sound decisions. And so you want you want to find every available means of knowing what to do and to research it and then ultimately collect your data and then make a decision whether to do this marketing strategy or that marketing strategy or carry this product or that service. Um, that's how I that's sort of how I try to do it. But there's also a science, uh, an art to everything. Intuition, instinct. Uh, that's critical. Some people just have good instincts and, and they just seem to always make the right decision. Uh, and you would think, well, it's just based on their instinct. Well, we don't know that for sure. They may have done their research, too. But you got to follow your heart and your instinct and your, your sense, your good common sense, along with good science. That's that's sort of how I try to do things. Doctor, I know that you work with some great supplement companies, in particular Strauss Naturals, mm -hmm. which is one of the largest Canadian supplement companies and is just now moving into the United States. And they've also been a fan of this show and are sponsoring part of it. And we want to acknowledge that and thank them very much for that. How do I know if I need supplements? How do I know what I should be taking? Talk to me about it. What should I that's do? A, boy, that's a great question. I deal with this every day in my nutrition practice. Uh, so it's important to understand what dietary supplements are. It's always words mean they are indeed supplements. They are not to replace nutrition, food. Nutrition equals food. They are not to replace food. They are to supplement and augment and help fill in the gaps and holes where you're, you know, where you might be falling short in your da daily diet and lifestyle. Supplements can also help. Well, there's a concept called medical nutrition therapy, MNT, where you use diet, lifestyle strategies, diet strategies, and supplement strategies to address a particular condition. Like, let's say, for example, high blood pressure. To your question, how, do, how would I know whether I should take supplements or not for high blood pressure? Well, if you're working with a nutritionist or a registered dietitian, they should, if they're really know what they're doing they would tell you that the medications i don't oppose using medications but medications have side effects some clients of mine don't want to take any medications some need to take the medications and the supplements won't do the job all by themselves but you can take pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals and put them together i have many clients with high blood pressure and I put them on a nutrition protocol, a dietary protocol, a lifestyle protocol, and I can bring their blood pressure down. And then they begin to wean themselves off the medication or at least reduce the uh, dosage of the medication. My mother was diagnosed with high blood pressure when she was in her 40s. And she lived to be 93. They did a, uh, a procedure on her when she was uh, in her 90s and her coronary arteries were clean. The, the arteries in her lungs were not not so much. She had pulmonary hypertension, and I have an idea about why. But nevertheless, my point is, I she took her medications every day, and I put her on a supplement protocol, and she was able to manage her blood pressure. 
So that's how you approach it with each condition. Uh, supplements are not, they don't, by the way, med medications and supplements don't cure anything. The body cures itself, but you have to give it the materials to do it. Drugs and supplements can help with that. Some of my colleagues, uh, Jim, uh, are opposed to traditional medicine. I never threw doctors, I, I, I don't, I don't throw them under the bus. I never did that when I did my show, nor the pharmaceutical companies. Um, I think pharmaceuticals have their place and can be useful. And in conjunction with nutraceuticals, dietary supplements, and combinations, you can do a lot for a person. So it's, and it, you got to have somebody, you got to know what you're doing. Some people self-treat and they start taking a bunch of supplements. And when they come to me, they got a bag full. And I say, why are you taking this? Well, I went on the internet and uh, Joe told me about this one. And Mary told me about that one. And I said, that's not the way to do this. <laughs> and so I take that whole bag and I can get them down to three or four that they really need to take. So we can over supplement and, and you can do a lot of harm too. Because these are compounds that are chemicals. Food is, is constituted of chemicals, and so are supplements. So you got to be careful what you're doing. All right. So then if I assume that I have high blood pressure, should I be taking a heart supplement then? I know Strauss has... Uh, I don't know if supplements are the right words. They have different products or different organs or different systems. Yes. How do I know yeah. about the, the system that I should be taking? It seems like I would want one for every system. Sure. Of course. Let's talk about the cardiovascular system. Really critical, right? I mean, <laughs> without your cardiovascular system, you're not going to get any uh, nutrients or blood to the cells, tissues, and organs of your body. Um, and it, your heart and your arteries, your vascular system is vast. It's over what it's over 60,000 miles of a network of capillaries, veins, and arteries. I think that's about twice around the world. Um, and your heart is a pump. It's a, it's a mechanical pump. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a plumbing and an electrical pump. It's, it's a, a plumbing. You have plumbing issues with the heart and you have electrical issues with the heart. The plumbing issues are when the arteries get clogged. The electrical issue is when you go into arrhythmia and the heart gets out of rhythm. So this cardiovascular system is critical. Uh, high blood pressure uh, can lead to coronary artery disease because it puts pressure up against the arteries of the wall and it damages them. And tried, the body tries to repair that and then plaque begins to form. It's a long process. I don't want to get into the technical part of it. But you get placking of the arteries and then the artery gets obstructed. Then you can have a stroke or a heart attack. So with like for Strauss, their Strauss heart drops is a wonderful product. It's made up of botanicals, herbs, different herbs that are known to help the cardiovascular system support the structure and function of it. Um, and that product's been on the market for 40 years. I have clients that have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, some who even have coronary artery disease. And I put them on that product. And they do very well. Blood pressure seems to come down. Cholesterol levels come down. Triglycerides come down. And by the way, when you have coronary artery disease, usually you have some sort of kidney issues going on, kidney disease. And if you have kidney issues, you have 
cardiovascular, heart, heart, heart disease or heart cardiovascular issues. Those two systems are interconnected. And sometimes I'll then put them on the Strauss uh, kidney support drops or bladder and or the bladder support drops. So as a nutritionist, I have to, I can diagnose and treat nutritional issues. I can't diagnose and treat medical issues. So I look at a, a client and say, okay, you got high blood pressure. You got some kidney issues going on here. Let's try to nourish those systems to support them. And that's how I go about it. I can't make medical claims. I wish I could say Strauss heart drops will lower your blood pressure. Boom. Uh, I can't well, say all those that FDA rules and stuff, you know, so. right. You got, you got health Canada and you got the FDA. I cannot make a medical claim. Now I have freedom of speech when I'm being interviewed on a show and they asked me about, let's say the aged garlic extract, which is in the Strauss heart drops. If you go to pubmed.gov type in aged garlic extract, cardiovascular or heart disease or coronary artery disease, you're going to see more studies there than you have since. It'll take you a long time. There have been hundreds and hundreds of studies on aged garlic extract. From a science perspective, it serves the cardiovascular system well. It's known to, it's, you know, it's known to help with high blood pressure and lower cholesterol. It's in the Strauss heart drops. But I can't say the Strauss heart drops lower blood pressure. I'm not permitted to say that. But I can tell you about the studies. Of, of regarding aged garlic <laughs> extract. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, and I, I believe in, you know, as an entrepreneur, there, you know, the one principle I've, I've learned to follow, usually the fast way should be the last way. You take your time and you do it the right way. And I, I really believe that. And I do that in the, in the way I do my nutrition practice and I do my consulting. I take my time. Sometimes doing it the right way is a little harder and you got to invest more time, effort, and money and whatever. But in the long run, I find out that's the best way to do it. So you ask great questions. I mean, these are, these are questions I deal with all the time. Doctor, talk about being an entrepreneur and building a business based on customers one after the other. Yeah. And give us some entrepreneurial advice for someone who wants to you know, still take care of people and provide nutritional help for people, but they still want to make a living where they can go on vacation every year. Talk about being a nutritional entrepreneur, please. Okay. Generally, you know, in my life, I worked for one company where I was an employee on the payroll and they took, you know, that was, and then I worked for the university. Other than that, I've been on my own my whole career. I've been a consultant. I've been an entrepreneur either as a trial and jury consultant, a corporate consultant, and now as a nutritionist. One of the, and I have a bias. My bias, given my background and training in human communication, my master's in communication, my PhD in communication, I have a bachelor's degree in mass communication. One of the things I learned with, whether I was working with lawyers, corporate executives, or everyday people, the most, for me, it was never about making the money. That was the outcome, being, you know, trying to get to the outcome. I focused on the process, and the process is one of relationships. I firm, and I, I drive accountants crazy when I talk like this, because they say, you know, 
relationships have nothing to do with doing business. And I say, no, business is relating. Doing business is relating, relating to people. You have to have a, a people, you know, they have to trust you. They have to like you. They trust you. If they like you, then they tend to believe you. If they believe you, then you, you then you can tend to persuade them though you might be able to persuade them but none of that can happen if you don't have a good relationship with them uh and i firmly believe that i think being an entrepreneur is knowing how to get along with people respect people respect their views and work with people who may disagree with you on almost everything but in terms of helping them do their business you can still help them and you have to get past your own biases and open your mind and say, you know what, they're of this political persuasion or that religious persuasion or they believe this. And who cares? Your job is to help that client as a consultant, as an entrepreneur for me. And that's my job. If I stopped and quizzed every uh, client I have in my nutrition practice about their political beliefs, religious beliefs or whatever, hell, I'd never get anything done. And I probably have one client. <laughs> so uh to me business is relating it is about relationships and that's the process it, and you if you don't have a good relationship with with the public with the consumer and with your suppliers you're going to have a hell of a hard time doing business and being profitable some people focus on on the outcome I focus on the process, and I believe if you focus on the process, which is dealing with the relationships and the running of your business, the outcome will, will be there. That's my belief. It seems it has worked for me. That is great advice. Sir, we're out of time. How do we find out more about you? Follow you online, hire you, oh, all of the above. It's easy. I've never been in a witness protection program. I'm easy to find. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, Dr. Michael Garko at Strauss Naturals. They have a link there. It says, ask Dr. Garko. Lots of people get in touch with me there. I answer every, everybody who goes there, goes right to my email. They type in a message or a comment or whatever. goes right to my Gmail. I answer every single one. Um, I love doing what I, you know, you talk about, well, and I guess where we started about passion. I have great passion. I, this, this is my motto. I get up every day and I say, live your life mindfully in the moment, one day at a time with purpose, passion, and gratitude, all in the better service of others. And that's how I live my life. Um, and I got there. It's a long story how I got there. We'll maybe deal with that another day. But that's how that's how I, that seems to work for me. Uh, living with mindfully in the moment with purpose, passion, and gratitude and trying to help others. And if along the way I can make a living in doing that, if, 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 you know, I'm never going to be a multimillionaire. I know that and I don't care. But if I can make enough to get by and do live a decent life, I'm happy with that because I know that I'm doing other things that are helping other people. And that I really, what I just said to you is the God's truth. And very well said, sir, and a great model for people who want to have a happy life. Thank you so much for being with us and we'd love to have you back. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure and enjoyed it. You asked great questions and I, I like that. I'd love to come back. And we'll be right back.
Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful question, actually, Jim. Oh, my gosh. I love the opportunity to do this. Thank you, Jim. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great one. You know, that is a phenomenal question. That's a great question, and, and I don't have a great answer. It, that's a great question. Oh, that is such a loaded question. And that's actually a really good question. School for Startups Radio. We are back in again. Thank you so much for being with us. Very excited to introduce you to another great entrepreneur. Please meet Chuck Lebo to the show. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Interact One. He's been running it for 17 years. Prior to that, he had a good career in business and also he was with the United States Army Signal Corps. And we want to uh, thank you for your service and also glad that you got out of the corporate ladder and started the business. Chuck, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jim. How are you doing? I am well. Interact One is an interesting business. Is it a consultancy? It's what do you call it? You know, that's, that's one of the toughest things that I've, that I've uh, been challenged with over the years is really what kind of business we are. And I don't like to say that we're a consulting company. Uh, I don't like to say that we're a coaching company, really. So when people ask me, what do we do? I say, well, we solve problems. So we're a problem-solving company. Okay. What's the SIC code for that? I don't think they have one. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> so... It's hard to label your bucket. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's why what we, what we try to do is not, uh, I guess, not, you know, uh, really call ourselves anything other than a problem solver. So, and we never like reach out our reach out to clients isn't about, you know, oh, uh, you know, your, your SEO is bad or, you know, your operations is running too thin or you've got a uh, supply chain problem. We don't try to tell a company what their problem is. We simply reach out to companies and ask them, Hey, what's your problem? Okay. And most of us are going to say, I'm fine. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. You know what? And when you start, you know, I guess, you know, delving into it with business owners, you know, if someone says that to me, Hey, you know what? We're good. I'd say, Hey, that's great. So there's nothing in your organization that you would change if you could. There's not one thing that you could see improvement on. If I can, if I can show you how to do it, or if I can tell you how to do it for free, right? Is there not a problem that you want solved? Sure. I mean, of course, everyone's going to say yes to that, but uh, you know, it's not burning down the house right now. And uh, you know, if I wanted, if if you end up, I'm just being the devil's jerk here. If you Mm -hmm. end up coming in and saying, you know, what your problem is is with SEO. I would go hire a great SEO company, someone who's won SEO awards, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm still so so Chuck, I, I'm I'm baffled how you get your customers and how you what they look like. What's your customer look okay. like? So listen, we've got we've got clients that were telecommunications companies, large telecommunications companies. You came out they of the telecom to, industry, right? I came out of the telecom industry, okay, so right? So. Yeah, one of our first clients, you know, was a telecom company, actually a state agency, came to us and said, we believe that we're paying, uh, we're overpaying for our telephone services. We went in, we uh, audited all of their uh, telecom bills and their contracts. We found that they had overpaid over $5 million. We negotiated the return of that funds from the carrier. 
uh, and then we renegotiated their new contracts and saved them uh, $3 million a year going forward. Wow. So those are the type of things that we do. We solve problems. Now, listen, most businesses, they don't even know what their real problem is, right? If you, if you ask nine out of 10 businesses, hey, what's your problem? I need more revenue. Okay. Is that your true problem? right? That's not your true problem. That's a, that's an effect of your problem. You need more revenue because I can't tell you how many businesses I've dealt with that if I brought them on more revenue, they'd out of business because they're operating at a loss, right? So it's like, if you don't shore up your business before we start going after that revenue, you're just going to drive yourself into bankruptcy. Yes. So, so your, your analogy of, you know, them coming, you know, like, let's just say that, that they say, hey, we need more business. And, and we say, well, you know, one of the problems that you have here is that, you know, on a local, on a local basis, you don't have, um, you don't have a good local SEO. Let's just say that, right? You don't have a Google business presence. Uh, you're not doing all the things you should be doing your website. Technically, it sucks, whatever. Uh, then we draw out a plan. Now, certainly they could go to an SEO company and hire them, but do they know if that SEO company is doing a good job? They don't have to hire us to do the SEO, even though we are SEO experts. That's one of the, there's, there's a few things that we're experts at, but let's just say that they want to go to someone else. Fine. Let me manage that. Let me make sure that they're doing a good job. Because right. nine out of 10 probably aren't. No, that's, I think one of the most nebulous and most BS uh, filled industries ever. Um, yes. And I think that almost all of the SEO companies are secretly run out of Nigeria. <laughs> a lot of them are. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. A lot of them are. So, you know, we, we, we don't try to play around. There's no secret sauce to SEO. SEO has been the same since day one and we've been involved in it since day one. There's not a special trick that you have to do. It's, it's about providing good content that the people that are Googling, uh, will want to read. Right. And, and what I tell business owners from day one, and I don't want to like getting into SEO cause that's a small part of what we do. But what I tell business owners is once you understand that you're not Google's customer, that the person Googling something that might find you, they're Google's customer. Once you understand that it's easy because you build it that way. Yes. Very. Yeah. SEO is a black hole or a black hole. So what are the other things then that you are specialized in? If SEO is on that list, what else is on that list? So like, so operations, right? So we can come in, uh, we have a company that, uh, that we just started doing. Well, it was about a year ago. It was interesting because they were, I was vetting them for a client of mine. So a, a roofing company here in, in the Dallas area, and they were going to hire this, uh, this virtual assistance company to help do their, all of their back office. So I vetted them and, you know, said, okay, yeah, they're good. And he ended up hiring them and, and they did a great job. Well, about four months later, I get a call from the owner of that company and it was a video call and she held, held up a sticky note and on that sticky note it said, hire Chuck. And, and she said, when I talked to you that day, I knew that I needed to hire you. And here's the sticky note. Here's the date. And it's been sticking on my wall since then. And we're having a hard time in growing our company. And so they engaged with us. Uh, they were doing about 14,000 a month in annual or in, in monthly revenue. So very small company. 
Okay. Uh, in 10 months, we got them to $140,000. And that's, you, got, you can talk to the owner of the business, and that's 100% attributed. I just had to hit the button for that. Uh, I Al, like it. Chuck, what well, was the, the magic thing there? What happened? So theirs was a lot, a lot there was, it was all over the board, right? Operationally, they didn't have, you know, they were, they were running their company as a virtual assistance company. And first thing we did, we came and said, listen, we got to re rebuild your company towards a machine, a, a business, a business, uh, outsource processing company or business process outsourcing company, a BPO company. And with that, we're going to, we're going to create, uh, SOPs, uh, defining everyone's roles and what they're going to do, and then create SOPs to define what you're going to do for the roofing companies that you deal with. Uh, we're going to rebrand your company from being a VA. We're going to strike that for everywhere out of existence, all of your websites and everything. Redid their website changed the branding, changed the messages, started getting them involved in some, uh, some groups, right. And some, some, you know, some industry groups on roofing. Cause that's all they specialize in is for roofing companies. Uh, and then one of the bigger things we did is we negotiated with all of the software providers out there that provide, you know, like, you know, roofer and, and, uh, 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 AccuLinks, things, you know, companies like that, that that are that have roofing software for measurement and and uh, tracking, you know, CRMs. Uh, we negotiated for them to be able to go into those companies and become certified. So we got all of their employees certified. So they went from I think fourteen or fifteen people. They're at seventy six people now. So it's really multiple things. Now we're still working for them. They're one of our clients that that pay us on a monthly basis. They they actually hire me uh, to be their fractional strategist. So I'm working with them. I'm dealing with customer service uh, issues, dealing with operational issues, payroll issues, you know, finance issues, all of those type of things on a monthly basis, on a fra- on a fractional basis. Interesting and great story, Chuck. Oh, great one. All right, so SEO and then operations. Anything else you want to add to the list? Uh, so, uh, customer service, right? So we help people to find their, their, you know, customer service, uh, how they should handle it, right. Uh, train their people on, on things of that nature, you know, which that's, that's coming from our old PR roots, right. You, you have to know how to treat people, uh, trying to think it, uh, you know, coming from a technical background, we've got a lot of, uh, technical people here as well. So from an it perspective, uh, we can help them, you know, define, uh, if they've got security issues, if they, you know, how they need to right size their internal networks, um, anything to do with telecom cellular, uh, working with them on those to make sure that they're not overpaying. Right. One of our, our key objectives on any company that we deal with, is looking at their bottom line, right? And trying to determine how we can make them more profitable. It's not always about revenue. And then the other thing, when you talk about revenue, we'll come in and we'll uh, look at your sales processes and, uh, you know, help, you know, streamline those, uh, work with your salespeople, uh, come up, you know, show you the softwares uh, that you can use and uh, different training modules to, you know, train your sales, your sales staff. Wow. All right. Anything on, else on the list? Well, anything else. So any other problems? So if someone comes to me and they say, Hey, Chuck, we got a legal problem, right? Well, then what we do is we've got, uh, you know, a, a group of, of different type professionals, right. That we can go to. So if we're not, 
if we're not, you know, as, 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 you know, the, the, what I call, you know, a leader in that, right. Or we're very proficient at it, then we're going to uh, pass that off. So we've got attorneys that we deal with, um, you know, trademark attorneys, uh, uh, business attorneys, right. Corporate attorneys, things of that nature that we can push it off to. And then we'll stay involved and manage that for them if they want us to just as a trusted advisor. Um, so pretty much anything uh, they need. We haven't ran across a problem that, that we haven't been able to either help a company with or find someone that can help them solve that problem. So how do you market this? Is it, it is it all relationship just based on the fact that people like you and you're a good guy and you've built a network over 20 years of people knowing you and trusting you? Yeah, pretty much. So we're 100% referral based from the Interact One perspective, right? So for Interact One, we're 100% referral based. We write articles. Uh, we our customers refer us to other to other people that they know, right? That's how we get our business. Uh, then on the other side, we've got a company called the local PR firm, and on that we do market that out there, right? So you know where we handle people's PR uh, for them and and try to increase their reputation and popularity. All right. How do you build an agency like this? How would you recommend someone else to, to copy this formula? It's such an interesting model. How do you, is it replicatable? Yeah, it, it is. You just have to have the experience, right? So as you, you know, on the, the, your preview, when you kind of talked about us or, you know, I came out of the tele, out of corporate America, the telecom industry specifically, uh, spent, 19 years, well, uh, three years in the military first, and then another 16 years in telecom. So from 85 to 2001. And in 2001, I started my own telecom consultancy, right? I did that for about six years until I ended up selling that off. And then uh, I delved into the digital marketing side of it, right? I knew that in 2006, digital marketing was something that was going to take off, right? So we're starting to get, yeah, Facebook, or not Facebook, I'm sorry, yeah, MySpace. Uh, you started, everyone started getting cell phones with text messaging. Things were, uh, websites needed to go mobile friendly, you know, not so mobile first uh, play that everyone wants to do, but, but, you know, mobile friendly back then. So those are all the things we started to get into and become experts at. So if you're going to do this, know the business or, or yeah, know the problems that you can solve and then surround yourself with people that can solve problems that you can't. And then find a customer, make that customer very happy. Right. I got a lot of business from uh, the state government that we saved all that money on. Got a lot of business from some electric companies that we helped out early on. Right. And uh, after I got the big customers, the big clients, uh, the smaller customer or the, the small businesses started to follow suit. So build yes, your reputation. Frequently the case. I'm on your website, Chuck. I have a question. I don't mean to be rude by this, but on interact.org. Uh, one, which is a great URL. I, I love that. It doesn't talk about you, you know, it doesn't have a picture of you and you talk about how you're so authentic and your pictures are very authentic. Other places, you're a horse guy from Texas and you don't wear a suit and you do talks on not wearing a suit, but your website doesn't show you not wearing a suit. Why? Well, okay. Then show me at all. 
Right. And the reason show you all, your is, name's not on it, as a matter of fact. You're right. And this is a struggle that I've gone through. And there's been several iterations of the website. Some of them have had me, some of them have not had me. And I fight, I fight, but I discuss this with my wife all the time is perception matters. And a lot of times, right, 99% of the time people go to my website, they already know who I am. And we've already talked, I've already done a, a Zoom call with them, or I've met them face to face, and it doesn't matter, right? Uh, but if someone does, if they don't know who Interact One is, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the company, right? If it want, they want it to be about me, they can go to my LinkedIn and find everything they want to know about me. But on the website, really want it to be about company and then also for, uh, you know, for ranking purposes, it helps, you know, having all those keywords out there and not talking about myself. But that's just kind of, you know, like I said, I've had it, you know, about the owner page with me. You know, dealing with horses, riding, cutting horses, whatever. Uh, but it's just something that I've taken off the site. Maybe, maybe since you pointed that out, I may, I should throw a page up there about the chief strategist or whatever. Well, you know, it just depends on if you say that, you know, as you say that 99% already know who you are, then I don't think it matters. But if mm-hmm. a newbie hits your site, they're going to look at it and say, well, this talks, it's got great information and great blue papers and, uh, I'm sorry, white papers and, you know, just information and stuff, but who the hell is it? You know, right. I, I feel like that since you are based so much on references and, uh, all of that, go ahead and bring that out. Yeah, you know, that's, that's probably good advice. That's the advice my wife gives me, you know, and she's a lot smarter than I am. So maybe I will put something out there, make it seem more. I just feel that sometimes when you when that page is all about, you know, me, then it seems more like a consulting page, like I'm a consultant instead of a team. Uh, or when you're a coach, right, you want to talk about yourself. And, and like I said, uh, I don't want to be a coach. Right. If, 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 if I'm going to be a coach, it's going to be, I'm going to be a player coach because I want to get in there and, you know, play the game with you. But yeah, that's about it's valuable information. Maybe I'll throw one page up there that kind of talks about me and, you know, cause I've got a, you know, you know, my, my story, I guess is, is, you know, worth telling the people want to listen. I think so. I, I don't know. Anyway. How did you do during the pandemic? Did it slow down and how did you rebuild? So, yeah, so it did slow down and, and most of it. So all of my, all all of my interact one clients stayed right because we're we're solving problems for them. Uh, and they all had their problems during the pandemic. Okay. The clients that I lost and, and back then I was heavily in, uh, if you looked at a revenue split, probably, you know, 80% of my revenue was coming from the local PR firm. And, uh, which is a monthly, a monthly service that you pay. Right. And we handle things for you. Uh, we lost 90% of those clients during the pandemic and we could have kept them all. They're all under contract, but I'm not going to do that. Right. If you're coming to me and you say, Hey, you know, Chuck, the government says I got to shut down. Right. I got, you know, I'm not going to charge you for your services. So I let everyone out of their contracts, but yeah, 90% of our business, uh, we lost on the, the local PR side. 
and it was tough. And we're really just starting to recover on that uh, because when that hit, I started focusing 100% of my attention on Interact One. Well, that makes sense. And you can help solve problems as we get out of the pandemic. Yep. Yep. I love it. I figured out what bucket to put you in. Let's just What's put that? you in the 14,000 to $140,000 per month bucket. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I like telling that story. And, uh, Tai, she's the owner of that company. She, she, she says, I'll tell you, tell that story however, uh, as many times as you want to, and I will back you up on it. Well, that's $126,000 of incremental income. It, yeah. I feel like she owes you that much uh, in a car, you know, you, you just yeah. have the Porsche paid for, you know, so listen, she, you know, we've gotten on phone calls and actually won clients for them, you know, multiple probably, uh, we probably brought on, I don't know, $60,000 a month worth of revenue for them, uh, by being on that sales call and, and helping them close it. And she's always wanted to pay me a commission. I'm like, no, you pay me an hourly rate. Uh, as a fractional strategist, this is my job. And we're just, you know, we're just happy that we were able to help you. How do we find out more follow online? Get in touch. So, yeah. So, uh, you can go to, uh, interact.one, interact.one, not interact1.com. That's another company based out of Ohio, right? That won't let me have that URL. So we're interact.one dot, uh, not interact.com. Okay. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Chuck, uh, last name spelled L E B L O. We're there. Uh, we write a lot of articles there, or you can, uh, give us a phone call. Uh, what is it? 972-217-4680 is our corporate line, or you can always call me direct on my cell phone, which is 972-897-0276. And if I, if I'm available to answer, I'll answer it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Chuck. Really great story. Congratulations on being the 14 to 140 K guy. <laughs> well, thanks. And we're out of time, but you know what? That means we'll be back tomorrow with another great show. Thanks for being with us. Take care and go make a million dollars. Bye now.